welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 11, Episode 14, titled Grand Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one ecstatic co-host. From, <laughs> from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... And even if I was born on the moon, I will still be in America. To Taylor... The Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Joe Batam. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You're saying this, but then you get people very angry. See, I'm the one that has to read the emails. That's like, well, why do you even watch the show? You know, I'll be honest with you. We'll talk about this more in the Patreon segment. Yeah. Not by my own accord, I saw comments from the iTunes thing. And there was a lot of like, well, why do you even watch the show? You really hate the show. You clearly hate the show. These two people hate the show. And I was like, ugh. And then, you know, I get in my own little bubble and stuff like that. So that, so I guess I'm, I'm sensitive to that right now because I've seen the comments where it's like, well, these two guys hate the show. It's annoying. Do you hate the show, Taylor? No. I love the show. That's that's my problem with this season is I love the show. Well, I know, you know what's so funny is there were people who um, they felt uh, the same way you did. And, well, no, no, not, they disagreed with them. They would call me, right? And they'd be like, oh, I can't believe you hit the show at the beginning of the season. And then some of them have called me and said, like, you were right. The show, the season's not very good. I haven't heard anybody defending the season. No. You know? Nope. I think it is a show that... How do I say this? I think Rue, in the beginning of the episode this week talked about the fact that it is a show by queer people for queer people about queer people and it is a celebration of queer people Mm -hmm. and i think that is why we all watch it because we want that while there is queer representation on tv it there is not there is not another even though it's a reality competition show Mm -hmm. there is nothing else like this on television Mm -hmm. so we want it to be something that we enjoy and we want it to be as good as it can be. And that is why we continue to watch. And that's why I didn't call you by like week four and say, I'm out because I want this show to be, I, I want, I feel like this show, our show is Tyra Banks screaming at that one model screaming. We were all rooting for you. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's what, that's what this season has felt like. Wait, me. but does that mean that uh, that there's some season where four weeks in, I'm going to get a sudden, like, you quit email? No. 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 Because, one, I love the show. Mm-hmm. Two, I enjoy you. Three, I was contractually obligated to finish <laughs> <up the season. laughs> I mean, it was a contract uh, uh, signed in blood by Joseph L. Buhan. Signed in blood, and I had to turn over my firstborn Cuban. Yeah, if if as as collateral. Now let me tell you this, Taylor. Now okay, we've gone really far. Maybe because the last one, on because this is for our people who listen on on podcasts everywhere. That's not for our Patreon supporters. But before yes. you, before we get to our Patreon supporters, uh, I want everyone to know if you're listening on iTunes, do not go any. You don't need to unsubscribe from the show. Next week, starting next week, you're going to start getting. In other words, you're probably like, oh, I'm not going to hear Taylor for a while. Oh no 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. You would be wrong. Two years ago, Taylor and I did a recap of season six. Okay. Of RuPaul's Drag Race season six. That starts next week, right in your feed. You're going to get that. It was, it used to be exclusive to Patreon supporters. It's been two years. 
Uh, now you're going to get that in your feed uh, starting next week. And then also the rumor mill the with myself, Evan Ayers, Jorge Munoz, and Jamila Zara is coming also to the feed where we'll be discussing uh, all the drama surrounding the drag world and outside the drag world and to gay pop culture at large. So you're going to be getting two shows in your feed next week. Uh, look for it. It's going to be fun. We're not going... And, well, Taylor's leaving, but we're not... Well, no, you're, you're going to be there in spirit, though, with it. I'll right? be there in spirit, With yeah. season six. And uh, so no one's going anywhere. So stick around. No need to do anything. No need to pay for anything. Yada, yada, yada. But Taylor, let's get right to the show. This week, all of the girls return to watch the crowning of the winner of season 11. Each girl gets her own reality competition clip package. Vanjie does a man on the street bit. We catch a glimpse of some former queens. Uh, I didn't put this in, but let me mention this now. Nina West wins uh, the title of Miss Congeniality. Silky goes head-to-head with Brooklyn Heights. In the end, Brooke wins and moves on to the finale. Evie Oddly goes head-to-head with Akira C. Davenport. Evie wins and moves on to the next round. In a final lip-sync for the crown, Evie Oddly goes head-to-head against Brooklyn Heights. In the end, Evie Oddly is named the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11, Taylor Vellante Boy name. Two things you liked about the episode, the finale, and one thing you did not. Meh. Um... Two things that I liked about the finale. Mm-hmm. I did like the winners. I liked the winners of both Congeniality and um, I. I'm, we will talk about the who won and why we think she won later. Mm-hmm. But I think that it was a justified win. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also like – I liked the moments there, – there are times that I know that we talk about Rue is the monster. Mm-hmm. And – there are times that she looks very it is it is a production she is there to do a job but then she seems to have moments of genuine enjoyment Mm -hmm. and for an example that i can say of that is the moment where she was talking to i believe it's a curious grandmother Mm -hmm. just seemed so genuine and so kind and that was i thought a i thought a nice moment there were lots of there were lots of enjoyable moments Mm -hmm. um so I'm I, so I guess the third thing that I like, or you know, the winners, that's kind of a given. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not, considering some of the things I'm seeing on social media. But I would say the Vanjie on the street mm-hmm. segment was actually a fun segment and a mm-hmm. well done segment. Yeah. Um, something I did not like was the, the this is a show I thought that was lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of filler mm-hmm. and. I think that when you consider what we talked about with the reunion and this week's show, because I know that they're not going to bring in all of you guys, the people that come to the live studio audience for 15 minutes worth of lip sync and say, good night, everybody. I almost think that it would be better to do a reunion and the lip syncs as one event, one live event with less filler and more actual content with the Queens. I think that would be, a better way to do this. Take kind of the best of both worlds because you've got great moments on the reunion and you have great moments on the finale, but you've got a lot of just filler on either side. Just put it all together and make it one thing. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, and I mean this in the nicest possible way. I hope that never fucking happens in my fucking entire life because I'll tell you why I would go this. Cause that's, what, that's basically what the reunion used to be. What the grand finale no, used I know. to be. Yeah. It was horrible. It was, I hated it. If you remember season nine, I was, I chose my, I could have sat anywhere I wanted season nine. I had the plum pick. 
I was one of the first ones in because I was part of the press, and I had the pick of the litter where I wanted to see it, right? And mm-hmm. because I'd been to these finales before, I sat as close to the exit on the edge as possible. Because I, I was like, once she enters, I'm going to bolt. Because even though, and it's actually frustrating on this too, and even though there was a quick version today, I mean this week, or this year, or whatever, they show so little of what's filmed. And on the on when they used to do the reunion ones, it would be like when she's talking to Mercedes Iman Diamond, that would be a 20-minute conversation. Where you okay, but I'm not saying it like where they do one at a time. Have the format, the new format of the reunion, of where everybody's all out at once, and just film that, and then have the lip syncs at the end. I'm not talking about where she brings one or two out at a time and they talk about Soju Cyst and they talk about, you know, they only ask Ariel about Wiggate. I mean, make it where it's everybody all at one time. Yeah, and what I'm telling you is I think the actual reunion that they film now is probably about two or three hours. And then they edit it down. Because we know that because, not we don't know that's that long, but we know it's longer because Suga was plugging that she was going to come for uh, Evie and they even had it in the commercial and then they didn't show it. And you hear from Queens about whole conversations that just never made it into the reunion. They shoot way more than they actually use. No, and, I know. I know that. Okay, but well, you know still... what? I hope they do it the year you're there. And then you have to sit for hours <laughs> as, as they're talking. And to the co- whole time that's happening, yeah. you're, just, you're just glaring at me the whole time. Like, leave. You're about I'm going to leave you there. When RuPaul comes out. I'm going to leave you there. I'm going to go to Umami Burger, have a burger. <laughs> you know, while the whole, here's what I, when they go. And next, Kahana Montreese. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Go see a movie. <laughs> Go to a mommy burger, right? <laughs> then I'm gonna try to get my ten thousand steps in, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back, and they will maybe be at like Raja O'Hara by that point. And you're just if gonna we're be lucky, like, yeah. If we're lucky, you're gonna be sucking on these little candies that diabetics have because your blood sugar is so low, <laughs> right? I'm sending you a text message. Will you please come get me? And it's nope. Yeah, I'm like, you wanted this. You but wanted Taylor, this. this is what you wanted. This yeah, is this, what you wanted the reunion to be. Yeah, and then you watch the episode. And then you would go home you're like, oh, well, I'll get to see all this on the episode, right? And then it'd be, Mercedes, why don't you want to come to RuPaul's Drag Race? Because I like it. All right, right after this. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I just watched him film for 45 minutes for asking her all these questions. And that's it. So anyway, okay, so did you, did you say the one thing you didn't like? Yeah, this is just the way the format this this particular format was not enjoyable to watch. Not as enjoyable to watch. No, okay. it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we actually do this actually? So now we're going to actually do something out of order, but I feel this is the best time to do it. Let's actually right now, why don't we do the looks? The looks. All right. Uh, so and let's just go in the order that they have from best to worst on uh, the comments there. Thank you. Because I, okay. So let's talk about Plastique Tiara. Yeah. And Plastique came out in a white um, Chinese inspired, I'm assuming it's Chinese inspired. It looks Chinese inspired. Uh, beautiful gown with a large headpiece that had mm-hmm. almost like peacock feathers on wires. Uh, makeup is flawless in this picture and her hair looks great. She's beautiful. She looks absolutely beautiful. I would I would give this look a 10. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, and when she actually walked down the runway, there was a huge back fan as well that they obviously only use when she walked down the runway because they took it off of her when she sat down. So, yeah, uh, you yeah. know what? Be- um, again, everyone should know, if you've never listened to one of our recaps of the finale before, and I'll fill in little details here and there. And so some of you, this might be a repeat. But they level out the audience and they do some chicanery with the editing to make people seem more popular than they are or less popular than they are. And so goopery. some goopery, yes, stunt yeah. shows. And um, with Plastique, Plastique was the first. So before Plastique, people were standing and sitting in to varying degrees and at different times for different queens. But Plastique, once she walked out... The audience leapt to its feet. It was roaring with the outfit and um, never sat down again for the rest of the girls coming up. So she was the first one of the rest of the Queen's Days. Pure standing ovation. And she got uh, she got one of the biggest responses of the night. So, yeah. Great. T- ten. All right. Next up is Edie Oddly, who is wearing a dress who I'd kind of seen in pictures but didn't realize it was more like exposed muscle, the mm-hmm. musculature yeah. of a human body. I fucking love this dress. Mm-hmm. This dress is amazing. It speaks to brand. Mm-hmm. And I thought her makeup looked great. I would give this look a 10. Oh, really? I like it very yeah. much. I give it a nine. Um, you know, we didn't see it until she came out for her single interview yeah. uh, segment. But yeah, it looks fantastic. All right. So next up, we have Honey Davenport. Again, sticking with brand with the beehive theme. Her mm-hmm. to her, She has a uh, bodice or chest plate that is mm-hmm. just kind of honeycomb. With a long black leather dress, mm-hmm. uh, hair looks great. She has little bees kind of swarming around her on uh, doing some wire work there. Mm-hmm. She looks pretty. Um, is it is it groundbreaking? No, but she definitely it's she stepped her pussy up from her look when she was on the show. I'd give this look a mm, six. Yeah, I give it a six or a seven. You know, what's so funny here, and I'm going to get another comment here from the peanut gallery of watching the show live is, and I've always said this, and Taylor, when you see it live, you'll know what I'm talking about. They do a disservice by not, I wouldn't show the entire runway because it's very long each walk, but they should show a lot more, at least maybe the full walk out and a little bit, a tiny bit of the walk back, you know? Well, in an article that I saw today, I read an article, I think it was either on Vulture or the AV Club, was that because I was having issues with the DirecTV app, mm-hmm. which Joe was getting text messages from me complaining about it last mm-hmm. night. But I, so I only really saw, I saw the tail end of Scarlet and then the rest of them. Okay. And, but one thing that I noticed was they only seemed to be when they were showing them face on, it was only from like the waist up. They weren't showing the whole look. So yeah, that's that's why. a little bit of a disservice as well. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. It's it's really annoying because like you could cut. I would rather cut out so much bullshit from this episode uh, and see more. People love the looks and see more more of the looks. You know, like instead of the dump, maybe first of all go two hours. You know, if if, if you yeah. need that much time, go two hours. You were doing two hours before and with the untucked, or cut out some of these stupid bits. They yeah. didn't really do any bits, though, this time, right? Oh, we're going to talk about the bits. Oh, no, yeah. they did little bits with each. We're going to talk about the bits. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So next up is Raja O'Hara, who is wearing, I believe it's purple, but in this picture that we're seeing, it almost looks like a navy blue. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, The dress is kind of basic. This picture of her, that is a biological woman. She is beautiful in this picture. Um, she definitely has her hair up with... 
varying shades of purple and lilac in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the dress, I will give a five because it's kind of middle of the road. But her, from the neck up, I'd give her an eight. So that puts her five plus eight divided by two, like a six and a half. I also think that this picture, the lighting and whatnot, because I've seen it, you know, and by the way, I'm not special. You've seen it on the show, too. I don't think that this photograph that we're looking at does the, the dress any justice. And I feel looking at the dress in this photo doesn't look as impressive as it does in real life. I think in real life I would have given it a seven. Here I give it a five. Okay. All right. So next we have Sugar Kane, who okay. came out with uh, a crown of light and has blonde hair. Um, she's wearing a long uh, floor length dress that was held up by roses that when she released it, there was a picture of the Virgin Mary on the mm-hmm. front of it. Uh, I th- that seemed I don't know if there were reveals early on, but this was sort of the first reveal that I saw. And I thought I'm going to say this and it's going to sound like a read against Sugar, and I don't mean it to. She looked beautiful. I didn't know it was Sugar. Yeah. Like it was, she just looked completely different from her drag. You know, both of those statements. I'm not a reader because I love Sugar Cane, but um, I thought I, I would give this whole thing a solid eight. So this is one. This is a very interesting thing to talk about here. What we just talked about earlier. This is an outfit and a look and a reaction. Everything that I've talked about before comes together in this look. And what I mean is, when she came out. And she dropped, but this isn't a look that needed time, okay? To, you need to soak it all in. And yeah. you can almost contrast it with Evie's look in the final lip sync. We'll get to that. Is this look was meant to be seen live because clearly they fucked with her on the editing. Yeah. But when she came out, first she stood there with the roses for a long beat, which you don't see in the show because they go real fast, right? So you mm-hmm. see her with the roses, and then she walks forward, and when she drops the roses, and there's the Virgin Mary. The fucking house went apeshit. And then she walked with that for a while before ripping it off. You know? And then it got another whole reaction. I mean, it was probably, of all the looks from the runway, the the walkout, was the one everybody was talking about. The one If you would have asked anyone that night their favorite look of the night, everybody was talking about that look. There was was another reveal, wasn't there? Under the Virgin Mary dress. Yeah, there was another reveal of another dress. And it was meant for a theater, maybe not meant for television. And then they did her dirty by cutting to an audience reaction. And so you lost sort of the oomph of it when she walked out. I would okay. say this was the top two of to the night if you were there. I'm looking forward to going back and watch. I don't think the episode's available yet for us. No. I don't think I've gotten it. But I'm looking forward to watching for the looks, especially the looks that I missed. If you would have asked anyone there, it was like a gasp. Everyone went. And when it happened, at, like the house roared. Like it was one of these things that played really well live. And again, like I said, they tamper the audience volume. So it just sounds like everyone gets the same reaction. But no, this one was a people would have told you this was the look of the night. Well, that makes me happy and sad for that. That yeah. makes me happy that she got that reaction, but it also makes me sad that it was tampered down so that yeah. people didn't really hear. They don't like Sugar know. for some reason, the editors. I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah, because know. yeah, everyone in the, and it's, it's not just my opinion. People were talking about this in the audience about how when other looks would come out, like oh, that doesn't compare to Sugar or blah 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 blah. So yeah, it's, it's weird how it got sort of downplayed on the episode. All right. So next up is a curious Chanel Davenport who came out in a, it looks like an emerald, I believe it's a bodysuit actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's a dress. And then it is surrounded by black uh, feathers 
to where she has a it's I, I don't think it's a feathered headdress but it's definitely something that's almost, almost like, like a flapper head. kind of or cotton yeah kind, kind of like that um she looks beautiful she looks absolutely beautiful i almost think the feathers are distracting mm-hmm. you know we we definitely see a better use of feathers later yeah. um so and this is sort of it's 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 nice. I'll give it a seven, just because it's it looks awkward. It doesn't look like something that you can freely move in and really get movement within the dress. And well, I get it, that the the structure of the feathers you can't just have them where they're flapping around all over the place. But well, I, I it's not. I great. don't normally notice this stuff, but it's one of those outfits where you would say the outfit is wearing her. Yes. Yeah. Look at you mm-hmm. learning and growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that is definitely it is where she, the outfit is wearing her. Yeah. She's kind of lost in the outfit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that is Akira. Next up, we have Mercedes Iman Diamond. Mm-hmm. Who, oh, she looks pretty. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time seeing her. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Because you missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in a. I guess it's an orange. I believe it's like an orange and gold dress that mm-hmm. uh, with the with a big like slit up the side but it looks like there's some sort of structure to it to where it almost looks like half a hula hoop mm-hmm. uh showing off her legs her little five foot three legs mm-hmm. i love her hair i love the style though she kind of has these big waves for the hair um and the makeup looks pretty good uh is it my favorite look so far no uh i'll give this i'll give this a i'll give this a seven all right i caught kind of, same page as you all right all I'm right into that all right so next up we have brooklyn heights wearing a white and nude illusion dress that has all sorts of feathers and she has a large headdress. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something controversial. I do not like this look at all. I do not I don't like the head the headset, the headdress, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to give this a 4. Oh, I don't know if I hate it that much, but I feel like I feel like we've seen this before. And I could be wrong, and I'm sure like Evan would be able to tell me, but I've seen we've seen maybe like an Ivy Winters or a pearl in a similar outfit before. Yeah, it 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 doesn't speak to who she is. If you're going in for top four, when you think about mm-hmm. you know think about Evie, Evie's look for top four mm-hmm. for for last night was on brand. This just this is something you could see any. I would even say a curious look mm-hmm. is on brand. Mm-hmm. This just looks like something anybody could wear. Also, so, look like Shangela, like Chad Michaels. It's always dangerous to tie yourself to a pop culture phenomenon at the moment. So she's doing mm-hmm. this whole Queen of the North and Winter is Coming bullshit. And I'm just like, this is going to be so outdated even a year from now. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I much like, you know, Happy Hunger Games bitches or even, yeah. you know, even Daenerys, the Game of Thrones for a couple of seasons ago, mm-hmm. you know, which... For Shangela, now, you know, now that reference doesn't seem so great considering yeah. what we know about the end of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so next up is Vanessa Vanji Mateo in a leopard print cat suit mm-hmm. with uh, a bleach blonde side bob. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Oh, really? I don't, no, I don't. I think her body, the shape of her body looks great. I'm loving what she is doing with where she has clearly changed up her makeup. Mm-hmm. The blonde, and again, this might be the picture, but I kind of remember this last night too. The blonde, the platinum blonde hair kind of washes her out mm-hmm. because she puts on so much foundation or her foundation is shiny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, no, I don't like this any more than Brooks. I'm going to give this a four as well. 
I think I like seeing sort of the change up. It is very sexy. John and Kate plus eight. Can I speak, speak to your manager? Realness. Yeah. You know, like she, but she's, can I speak to your manager at uh, Z Gallery or so? I don't know where. <laughs> Z Gallery. Are there even still Z Galleries around? I don't even know. But she, that, that person knows she would stop shop at Z Gallery. Can I speak to your manager at Rave Girl? <laughs> Because my daughter needs a prom dress, you know? and don't tell me you don't sell prom dresses here at Rave Girl. You yeah. gotta have something for her. Um, but uh, I don't hate it. I would say a six. All right. Okay. So next up, we have Scarlet Envy. Scarlet Envy is wearing a dress that is a lots of shades of red and oranges and golds, much like Mercedes. Uh, Mer- Scarlet looks amazing here. Again, I caught the tail end of her. This is this is old school Hollywood glamour to me. The hair, the makeup, everything. She looks beautiful. Uh, I am going to give this look and I'll give this a nine. Oh, wow. I think it's already very on brand. I feel like we've seen her do it before. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. So, all right. So next up is up oh, my girl, Nina West. Yeah. Nina West is wearing a dress that is inspired by paper dolls, old timey paper dolls of, of the of the olden days. So I think you could still buy those for different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a pink dress, pink long dress with uh, an exposed in quotes back that sort of shows the shows her uh, undergarments underneath. Fun, very on brand. Was it my favorite of the night? No. Um, and for some reason, I didn't like her hair. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Nina Stan, but I the, it's, it wasn't everything I wanted it to be. So I am going to give this. I'm going to give this an eight. Wow, I'd give it a six. Okay. So next up is Silky. How many more we got? Oh, we got a couple more. Silky Nutmeg Ganache, who came out in a roach inspired dress. Uh, similar to what Alaska wore during All Stars Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, underneath there was a fringe. Uh, I think it was like a pantsuit mm-hmm. that had its ex- middle um, exposed, or there was a nude, sto- nude illusion stocking in, in between. Um, I the pink dress with the roaches looks horrible. Mm-hmm. It lo- looking at this picture, you it looks cheap because it looks like the roaches are made of velvet, which is a very heavy, heavy uh, fabric. I would have liked the other outfit more had the nude stocking in between the top and the pants mm-hmm. matched her skin tone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just the way the camera was picking it up or if it was just the wrong shade. Mm-hmm. Had that been the case, I'd give her a much higher score than I did. Mm-hmm. So um, because of the misstep with the roach, and I get what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 a strong showing there. Mm-hmm. So next up is Ariel Versace, mm-hmm. and Ariel is we- oh god, this is what she wore. Um, she is wearing a pink dress that is lots of ruffles mm-hmm. with ruffled sleeves, and it is very short in the front. And then either she has on some sort of ruffled cape, mm-hmm. or the back of the skirt is very ruffled. This uh, this is basic, basic, basic. This is if I saw her. And I didn't know it was her. I wouldn't know it was Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a three. This is not a this is not a good look at all. I give it a five just because I feel it's just very Ariel. Like she brought us who Ariel is. It's okay. The, uh, you know what? I'll bring it up to a four because it's on brand. Yeah, I'll bring, it is very on Ooh, brand. Okay. Sorry, I went to the next look already. Okay, <laughs> so next up is Kahana Montrese and Ka- oh Jesus Christ! What the fuck? 
Uh, I don't know. It's leather. I think. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna say it's leather. I can guarantee you that's not real leather. Yeah. <laughs> um, different colors. Uh, she's wearing like short shorts that are, and and a. I don't. It's got wings, like leathery wings, and I like. She looks like she watched that cartoon Heavy Metal and decided to make a costume. From yeah, that. it's lots of studded leather. Yeah, but not like, but, but like gaudy. It's like not... when you see like leather jackets that have like different, like like a leather heart on it, or so yeah. that, that's a different color that it just. That's what this looks like. This is not. This is awful. This is awful. I don't yeah. remember that. This, like that. this looks like this looks like the cheap leather like nfl jackets Mm -hmm. that you get in stores where they just like add all sorts of stuff to them yeah Mm -hmm. and but if you made if you added like drag queen juice to that Mm -hmm. then this would be what came up this this is a this is a this is a two and that's only because i like her wig yeah that's awful Ooh, all right well and uh, that's everybody right that's the looks that's the looks. All right. Very good. So now let's actually move on. We'll talk about it in batches. So why don't we... So the next big part of the show was they brought out each individual queen, and they did these clip packages, and then they brought them out, chit-chatted, talked to their parents, and uh, moved on. What were your thoughts on those clip package slash interviews, Taylor? You have well, to take it. what I'm going to do is mm-hmm. I didn't understand this way of talking with the queens mm-hmm. um and i am sending you a link right now mm-hmm. that i would like for you to play because this is what these clips reminded me of all right here we go so we're gonna play the clips or the talking my name is victoria and i'm 15 years old and i don't care what my mama says i'm gonna have a baby I'm- okay so what you're showing us here seems <laughs> to be like a clip from like the before they bring someone out on maury Yes. Right? Okay. So right now yeah. there's Victoria. She's 15. This is Hussein. I'll do whatever okay. it takes to take care of my baby. If it has 10,000 tough food in my body, then so be it. <laughs> I'm going to just my baby in all brand names. And if I can't afford it, then I guess I'm going to sell it. You going to sell it? That I'm not ready to have a baby, but I have everything my baby will need. If my baby gets clothes and it needs a blanket, it's all right because I have it. And if my baby needs clothes, it's cool because I have tons of them. And if my baby loses the past fires, I have three more. I'm not just having sex with one, not two, but three different guys. That's right. I'm what? a player, but that's cool because I got it like that. My life seems I should drop out of school to be on Girls Gone Wild and to have my baby. And there's nothing my super mother can say to change my mind. Here's next, Evie Oddly. <laughs> I, th- the way of where we're going to do these weird interviews where we're going to shoot them from two different angles in black and white, where it's supposed to be very like, you know, especially Akiria's. Akiria's seemed very serious and very yeah. like a, like a prize fighter mm-hmm. kind of talking before a big match. Mm-hmm. But then we're going to juxtapose them with Akiria, like fighting fortune, fortune Feimster for a hot dog. Like yeah, it was just weird. These, it was this weird. It, it, it didn't speak to, what I am expecting. Cause I feel like the reunion night is a night for two things, glamor and comedy. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the way that they did these were not, didn't speak to necessary because, because a lot of the things with the, the actors where they had fortune Feimster and they had uh, Tiffany uh, Pollard and they had all these other different things was, 
you 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 just you, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense as to why they would why they would go in this direction other than the only thing i could honestly think of is it feels like vh1 has a lot of shows that just seem it just seemed trashy and it feels like vh1 is producing a lot of trashy shows right now mm-hmm. and it feels like this is something where like the producers of vh1 got a hold of the show like that's kind of what it felt like to me I don't think I hated it as much. I know a lot of people hate it. I don't think I hated it as much. One, because, again, when I'm sitting there, it's because they didn't show us the clip packages, which I'll get to in a second. We didn't see them. And so I was like, oh, God, less time of them just talking about stupid shit, you know? Does this get to yeah. it? So I was kind of happy about that. One. Two is Akira is probably the one that made just chose to make it serious. Clearly, Brooke, Evie, and Silky was somewhere in between. But... um. But they chose to have a little bit more fun with it. But Akira is not a funny person, you know? Akira is going to make it serious. And so I think it was a good reflection of who, what her personality is. I didn't hate it as much. It's the, They're going to say the same bullshit. Like, they're not going to say anything different when they're sitting there. They're all going to say, like, it's always the same. Here's what I would do with the money. Here's what I would do if I would win. It's no different except now I, in, in, in a weird kind of way, think at least there's some interesting visuals when they're just all saying the same fucking bullshit about how they're the queen of the north and when they say the same shit in the interviews. But now there's something more visually interesting with it. The one thing that's offensive is that they didn't show us these clip packages and then they're playing them and they have us laughing and clapping. We didn't see them. Lies. What's the what's the what's the um quote from um Vivacious with the Lars of Manala and Lars? <laughs> That's what you see there. So Lars of Manala lies. Lars of Manala lies. Was there any one interview in particular? Oh, you know what's another thing I want to talk about? They're so fucking okay. lazy at this show sometimes. So one of the things you should know is that, and this is, they've always done this, by the way. Whenever they talk to the parents, the parents are sitting somewhere else. They have good seats, but for best the best camera angles, they switch them out. They all when they do the interviews, they're they're switching them out of those same two two seats. Okay. Yeah. So usually you can't tell on the show, and it's not even worth mentioning. But this time they sat them next to Fortune Feimster. Right. So you can say, like, wait. Fortune Feimster was sitting next to the uh, two other people. What are you? What are you doing? Why is yeah. this, so? You could tell that that hand was sort of tipped there, um, because you see Fortune Feimster sitting next to all of them, so it's very noticeable that they did that. Apart from that, Taylor, do you have anything else to say about the the like? Was there anything you remember about about Silky's interview or Evie's or Brooks? I thought Brooks was the most interesting of the four, mm-hmm. and I thought Brooks skit was the most fun to watch. Now, when I say most fun, that doesn't mean that I was super excited because once I realized what they were doing with Akira, I was like, oh my God, they're going to do one of these for all of them. Mm-hmm. But it was not, it, it seemed like she was having the most fun with it. And the moment where she and Tiffany pretend to like get into a fight mm-hmm. was kind of fun to watch. So you're saying that they didn't show those clips. No, we didn't see those clips. They would just bring them out. Uh, and then, but and here's the other thing too is the one thing I will say that we did lose out on was some of the interviews with the parents were more interesting. Like the one with Silky's grandma, is that the one where he said, "How did you explain to your his Silky's grandma that that he was gay or a drag queen?" Mm-hmm. 
that went longer and it was interesting. I don't know why they chopped that down. Also, they had a conversation with both Evie's mom and Evie's dad. And with all the drama they built, you'd think they would show the mom getting a question too. Yeah. But instead, they just went to Evie's dad. And I thought that was very odd as well because they did talk to the mom and that was well, very interesting. To be fair, if I had my choice, I'd go for Evie's dad as well. <laughs> oh, were you were you a big fan of Evie's dad? Oh, yes. We were like, who the well, damn. Yeah. So who is that? <laughs> you know, I also want to give a lot of credit to the dancers that they have on this show. Mm-hmm. Because the dan- they dance their fucking asses off. It's so funny because they were doing whole giant routines that they had to learn, right? And we as an audience in the theater see it. And then they show you like 10 seconds of it. Not even that. Five seconds. You know? And you're like, why did they have them learn so much? I mean, they dance for so long in and out of commercials. And you're like, and it would be fun. Let me tell you what. It's fun to watch them dance. And I don't know yeah. why they don't show that more. Same there was thing. one or two of them that I was kind of – there was one I felt like that had like a little bit of chest hair or something mm-hmm. that I was very much – anytime they'd all come out, I would immediately look for him. I mean, super cute. and But again, this seems like – and I get that they talk about how shots in TV shows and even like music videos from the 80s compared to now, things are like a second – like a minute and a half – not a minute and a half, a second and a half mm-hmm. and really, really fast. You can never really focus on anything. So I almost wonder if this really is – a, this re- this finale is really, it's made for the audience that's there with the intention of sending it out, sending out a byproduct to all of the masses. Because they figure, that they figure we're never going to know better mm-hmm. because this is, the, you know, we just know, you know, those that don't listen to this podcast or other people that have podcasts or other people that went to the finale that have a social medium – aren't going to talk about all of these details, aren't going to talk about all this sort of stuff. So when you just have this, where you just sort of assume that everything is these like little 30 second where they come out, they dance around her and they sit back down. It's not, it, it, it was hard to focus. But here's what's funny. I just thought of this right now. I would just rather, they don't do those stupid interviews with the top four that before they do the lip sync, you know, the, the first run of lip syncs that we see those clip packages and then they just do the lip syncs. Like, we didn't learn anything from those interviews, from the clip packages, nothing. Yeah. I would rather see a shorter clip package of sort of their their their, sh- their run on the show. Yeah. And then just go to the fucking lip sync. How long were each of those packages, do you think? Because they would felt at least long. a minute. I would say at least a minute. No, they were definitely longer than a minute. Oh, you think so? Oh, they had to be at least three minutes each. Oh, no, 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 no. They weren't that long, I don't think. Okay, well, they were definitely minutes? longer than a minute, so maybe two. Okay, uh, sold. But um, right. but yeah, I would just say like do shorter one minute packages of their story on the show, and then do it right before they do the lip syncs, the end, you know. And that's what I would do. I don't know why, um, they had to do this whole weird rigmarole with the parents and the this and the that. But I think they're slowly starting to learn this. So maybe this, maybe next year it'll change because then we get more time for the runway. We get more time because we'll talk about when Christine and the Queens, whoever that woman is, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, she comes out and then they did the world's fastest runway walk with the Queens who were sitting in the audience. Like I would have loved to have seen that. You know, longer. Yeah. More of who was there. It was, it was like the quickest shot of Serena Chacha of all time, you know? And um, still, I think she was longer on that runway walk than she was on the actual show. And then, um, so I would much rather have seen that, you know? Like, I don't know. What were your thoughts on that runway walk, by the way? With all of the different queens? Yeah. 
I didn't know who a lot of them were. Yeah. They were probably four or five because, again, they show them for a split second and mm-hmm. you're like, I, I didn't catch who that was. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, some of them were clear, like, you know, Raja, Mrs. Kasha Davis, you mm-hmm. know, James Mansfield, everything, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which it sounded like when James Mansfield came out that she got a big applause. She got a decent applause. Everyone got, got a decent, decent applause. The only thing I would say is like people like um, Alexis Mateo and Raja, the ones you clearly – they would get a much bigger applause. Raja got like a standing ovation. But then I also don't get why like Kennedy Davenport, Davenport came out and like you couldn't see her face. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't for the one eye, I wouldn't have necessarily known it was Kennedy Davenport. Yeah. You know, I just I, – Well, the reality that, that was is a, – yeah. So what that they, was just a moment I didn't like. What they did that was kind of smart was that was actually the pre-show. So, um, so when we sat down, that happened about an hour before the show actually started. And they told us they were going to put it in later in the show, that this was out of order. Um, so that was actually part of the pre-show. And so uh, maybe they didn't know they were going to walk the runway. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm here. I'm going to walk the runway. So maybe they didn't necessarily plan for that. They just thought they'd just be in the audience. Um, did they show Eureka O'Hara doing the runway? Oh! <gasps> No, they did. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, they showed Eureka. Okay, she was the first. She was the first one out. Oh, was she? Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, all right. So, any other thoughts on that runway walk? Um, I, I, I who is Christine and why is she singing to see that walk? Spotify. And I even asked Evan and Jorge on the rumor mill, our our uh, our resident young people, and they're uh-huh. like, I don't know who she is. Right, but then well, okay, could people be, in the chat be, room were like, "How do you not know who Christine of the Queens are?" I'm like, oh, "No, okay. I'm I'm looking at the chat room now. Could it be sort of like that? What's the tea, Christine? So that's why they had somebody named Christine singing the song. No, I don't know what it is. I don't know who she is. I think she's some sort of gay person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Those damn gays mm-hmm. want to get up on a stage and sing yeah. a song uh, with one eye, with one eyelash on. By the way, did you notice? Maybe this was only a direct TV thing. That they were showing commercials for season 11 on VH1 as if it was new? Yep. I noticed that, too. So they'd be like, join us next Thursday for an all-new season of RuPaul's Drag Race. And they're plugging season 11. And I'm like, yeah, we're watching the finale of the show right now. What do you do? I don't know what they were showing there. That was really, really weird. Yeah. So yeah, this, okay. this DirecTV app. Yeah. Let me tell yes. you about this DirecTV well, app. It's the worst. Well, you get to be gone as of this weekend. So, uh, so let me tell you this. What I want to talk about right now, we're going to take a little bit, not a break. You know what? We're going to talk about this, and then we're going to take a break, okay? Okay. Is I want to talk about my experience of going to the finale, at least up to this point, okay? Okay. So, first of all, um, we sit down. I, okay. I am such an old man pro at this, Taylor. I brought a seat cushion. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you did. I'm actually using the seat cushion right now. And what's funny is when I so when I go to my seat, everybody was already in their seat. Okay, so I go up and I, and I put the seat cushion down, and they're like, "Oh," and I'm all like, "I go, oh yeah." I go, "You guys are laughing now." I said, "This show is gonna be five hours at least," and they were like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." They're like, no. I'm like. I no, go, when they say we'll be right back, they don't just stop yeah. for the two minutes. Yeah, between, no, 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 no. I said, oh, yeah, the shortest one I've ever been to, that was season nine, I got out at 11. I go, last year, I said, I got out at 1 a.m. So buckle your fucking seatbelts, kids. I'm the smart one. <laughs> I brought my seat cushion, and then you could tell they were all jealous once they realized it was going to be like five hours. All right? Old pro at this, right? So I'm sitting there, right? Mm-hmm. And... um. 
I'm gonna have it. There's gonna be a. I'm gonna tell a story. It's gonna be. You're gonna think one thing during the story, but there is a surprise, Taylor. And I hope no one in the chat room spoils a surprise for you. Because even listen to the rumor mill. Right, I should, am. Act, what I'm going to do before you start telling the story is I'm going to cover up the chat room. Yeah, because there are a bunch of spoilers there. They'll tell you. So I talked about this in the rumor mill. So I'm sitting there. There's like a, a little chubby kid in front of me, right? Which I think is unusual because it says in there no one under like 18 is allowed. Okay. Okay. And then behind me is a larger fat man than I am, and then there's a big fat black girl next to me. I'm not even joking. I was of, of that trifecta, one of the thinnest people. I loved it. Right. <laughs> So, big fat, big fat guy next to me, a big fat black girl next to me, and then uh, a little, a little chubby kid in front of me. Okay. So when Rue's interviewing uh, Silky, um, I think Rue asks her a question like, "Silky, when you were young, uh, what were you known for?" And the kid, who's not talked the entire time, goes, "Being fat." Right, and I'm, everyone's like, oh. and then the fat guy behind me goes like, Jesus Christ, shut up! Like he was, on, <laughs> like he was that guy from South Park, right? Uh-huh. He was like, Jesus Christ, shut up! Right, shut up, fat kid, you know? And it was very. Did he oh. say shut up, fat kid? No, no, he said, oh, he was like, shut up! What's wrong with you? Like that, right? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ! Why are you saying that, right? And then uh-huh. I was like, this is really awkward, right? Because the kid was there with, like, an adult who was, like, didn't really seem to flinch. It was really odd, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so it was super, super awkward. This story has an ending. So just so you know, cliffhanger. Don't look okay. at the chat room. Okay. Okay. But one of the things I forgot to tell in this uh, rumor mill. So I, I intentionally chose my seat center house right because that's actually – you kind of want to sit there on the reunion because when RuPaul's filming, she faces that way. She faces to the right. So if you're even in the center, she's facing away from you. So if you fit, sit center house – that's why they, they, seat, they seat the queens front right, okay? So that you're – or anybody, they're looking – she's talking to you. So that's why I chose center house right because then she was like looking right at me. You got to see all her face and everything. Okay. So, but that's also the aisle that all the drag queens, all the celebrities, they go up and down the aisle when they leave their seats or anything. So you see a mm-hmm. lot of the people walking. This Cara Delevingne's walking up and down the aisle, um, and so I, I'm sitting there, and I, you know, I see this. There were so many people they'd walk up the aisle, and I would just go, right? Like this Frankie Grande was walking up and down the aisle. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, God, right. I'm not fucking joking. But I would just kind of quietly be like. This Tondrick Hall walks up the aisle, and I I don't know how I did this. I don't. I, I literally went, ugh, <laughs> right, right when he walked by me. I was like, ugh, like I don't think he knew I was talking about him, right? So I go like, and I was like, well, you knew, and that's all that matters. Well, I, you I knew caught you myself. Had... I was like, oh, I can't believe that came out loud. But I literally went, ugh, and, and it's so funny. I didn't do that for this Frankie Grande. I didn't do this for, you know, any... Okay, then... So what happens is inevitably, especially if you're a recognizable queen sitting in that mm-hmm. section, when you're walking up and down the aisle, people are shouting your name. They want to shake your hand. Like, Jasmine Masters was trying to walk through a gauntlet trying to get out of this, you know, to go get a drink or go to the bathroom. Okay? Yeah. Uh, same thing with, like, anyone that you recognize. Angina, uh, 
uh, Eureka O'Hara, if they recognized you and you were walking up down the aisle, they were all reaching their hands out trying to touch you and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Batanz. Joe Batanz, TV, podcasting, Joe Batanz, anybody, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, funny Angina story, Angina was in the men's restroom, and she was coming out as I was going in, and I just heard her scream, uh, do you think I'm soju? I'm not soju! Right? And I was like, oh god, this is awkward, right? This Kahan, not Kahana Matrix, this um, Kamora Lee Black. Is that her name? No, yeah. Kamora Black. Not Kamora, Kamora Black. Kamora Black. She kept walking up and down the aisles. Crickets. No one's caring about this Kamora Black. Right? So she started, like, every time she went down the aisle, then she started walking backwards down the aisle. Maybe she was thinking, like, well, maybe no one's seeing it's me. You know? Yeah. Drags, drag race legend Kamora Black. No one did nothing. One point she, like, literally did, like, a cartwheel. Hoping people would be like, Kamora, everyone just ignored her. It was like it was so it was both sad and funny. It was it was awful, right? It's that's your that's your kind of that's your kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sad and funny. Yeah, that's why I loved it. I loved the, my Kahana was my fi- not Kahana. I keep saying Kahana. Kamora was my favorite. Well, I mean, really, they're kind There's of the no, same. They're, they're both Vegas queens. They're both, they both Vegas queens? queens, and they're both awful. Anyway, and they both went home second or third. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so that's kind of, I feel like that's pretty much, do you have any questions about the, ex- oh, this love Connie, let me just say this now. She was a giant presence. That's like the third time you've done that to me, by the way. What? Do you have any questions? Oh, this story. And mm-hmm. then you start telling a story. That's how I remind myself of stories. So <laughs> this love Connie, she was such a major presence on the show. She basically hosted the night. She was basically the warm-up comic. She was talking to us, very, very funny. I love. They should bring her back every year to do what she was doing, where she was um, led the. They, they have you come out and do the fake clapping, the fake laughing, but she actually made you really genuinely laugh. Um, uh, she kept yelling at Cara Delevingne like "you fucking bitch" and stuff like. That. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, and it was a very delightful presence to have there. Big fan of Love Connie. Go Love Connie. Uh, there was that. Uh, any questions, Taylor, about my experience going? Okay, I have a question as to how the night actually starts. Yeah. In that, is it something where they come out and say, okay, everybody, we're starting in five minutes, you need to find your seat? Yes. And then they do the whole, okay, starting in three, two, and then, like, the music starts? Or is that, how does it actually begin? The actual show or just all the dumb shit that happens before the show? So the here's the process. is You go in, then they eventually say, we're going to start doing stuff, right? And then um, that's when they did, like, the Christine and the Queens, and then the Queens who were there walk up and down the aisle, and everyone cheers. It's also a way for them to test the sound, test all these, make sure everything's working in the lights. And then um, they sit down, okay? Then Uh Love Connie came in, and actually Love Connie's bit that she did, that happened, I think they filmed that... Early on, too. I think that was pre-filmed as well. I'm not, I, I could be wrong there. Con, Love Connie was such a presence the whole night that I'm mistaking when she they may have filmed that. But they do a lot of that yeah. stuff then. Then Love Connie has you do the fake, like, you're, you're shocked, like, <gasps> and then, like, clap, like, you just heard the funniest thing ever, and do this and do that, right? And so she did all that, and then there's a little bit of a break, and then they say, okay, we're going to start. And then you sit down, and then they uh, they don't have, do they do a five four three two one? I don't. I think they've done it in the past, but I don't think they did it this year. This year is just the music you hear like live from the Orpheum Theater from Michelle, and um, 
and then the big doors open, and then those queens come out, and uh, it just um, everyone's super into it. So that's how, that's how it generally starts. How did the yeah. the uh, bit about Michelle's breasts read in the room? Fine. It was just another bit. Everyone just did their part. But they don't show. Did they show it up on a screen, or did they? Well, no, they yeah, that they did. So that they did show the the package for that. They did show that the, the in memoriam okay. or whatever. They did show that. Yeah. The only thing we okay. didn't see, we even see the we even saw the Vanjie one. We just okay. didn't see the 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 ones for each individual queen. Uh, those are the only ones we didn't see. Um, other than that, they were. Um, yeah, it's pretty much. And then they take like long breaks in between. They were not as bad this year. There are other little insightful things that I will say, but I'll say them on the way. Uh, but let me see. Did we say everything up till the about the lip syncs? Yeah. When do you want to tell me the story about the kid saying being fat? Or oh, is that later? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that'll, that'll come up later. Yeah. Okay. So when when the kid said being fat, did Silky and Rue acknowledge that, or no. does no? Okay. They probably definitely heard it, but uh, they didn't, they did not acknowledge it. Okay, yeah. Anything? Did Rue look? Did how did Rue look in person? I know that you talked about before when you've seen her, you've cried, and how beautiful she looks and everything. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't necessarily, and I love neon, particularly I love neon green. I was not a, necessarily a fan of the dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. I thought she looked fantastic. She was in a really good mood. I thought the wig, because you know, there's a new wig stylist now. I thought the mm-hmm. wig was on point too. Um, I thought she looked great. Oh, you know what's we can talk about this right now is so whenever <laughs> I'm try, I wish I had I wish there was a recording of this somewhere and they would show it. So whenever you do <laughs> I, I don't know if I can capture this. Whenever they do these shows, there'll be a part where they go, okay, Rue's just going to like record, you know, like little intros and outros for the commercials and, you know, or coming out of the show. It'll, so like usually it's like, and this is what it was. It was like, um, we're down to the final four. Join us this week as they battle for the crown. See RuPaul's Drag Race finale live on VH1, you know, and she does it on camera, right? Mm-hmm. And you sit there while they do all those things, right? And then they warned us, and they said, and Rue even, I think it was Rue said, okay, guys, we're going to do some really weird ones, okay? She goes, I don't even know what they mean, and they're really weird, right? (laughs) She goes, just bear with this, right? And then, I'm going to do it to the camera, but you guys won't see it at home. Then she's looking at the camera, and then be like, like, Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That, that, because, okay, go ahead. Why did you say Because. Because the second you turned around, that's when my screensaver decided to turn on. Oh. So. So then she goes to, she looks at the camera, you know, and this is why it's so great to sit center house right. And she just looks at it. She's very serious. And she goes, they go three, two. Hi, SpongeBob. (laughs) And then she was like, hi, Blue. And then there was another person she said, someone figured it out when, when, I, when I talked about it in the room mail. The other person she said, they figured out that it was for a video game. Okay. They figured out it was for a video game. Because then she started saying weird ass shit, you know, like that, that sort of was drag race related, but then not, you know, it had to do with, and it was weird. Even after she was done, Rue started laughing. She goes, I have no fucking clue what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I have no fucking idea what I just said. And that was actually a really fun part. And the audience, because we were supposed to be like dead silent. And mm-hmm. the, they had to do it a couple of times because the audience would laugh because it was so weird. 
It was so bizarre. And so that was sort of a fun thing that also happened that we only got to see. Um, okay, so at this point, why don't we do this, Taylor? Um, why don't we take a break right here? Okay. All right, we'll be good. back right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you, I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz, you know, wrote things. And then it seems now that I podcast, which is an, a, a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever's coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Okay, and we're back. Okay, so let's actually get actually can I say actually anymore? <clears throat> let's talk about now the the whole process of the lip sync for the crown and all that jazz. Now one of the most common questions asked of me is Is the wheel turn real? Yes. They shorten it for TV, but it actually turns for a very long time, and when you're sitting there, you can tell it's very real. There's nothing fake about it. There's nothing weird about it. Rue spins the wheel, and it spins for a very long time until it very slowly stops on the queen. So when it stopped on Silky, there were no shenanigans. Unless they make it look really good, there were no shenanigans. Okay? So the next thing we see is that Silky is chosen to on the wheel, and she gets to challenge any of the queens to a lip-sync battle uh, for the crown. Taylor, any thoughts just on this point right now? I... I get that they probably said stand there for 20 seconds or whatever before you make your decision. Mm. I, mm. It was longer. Oh, really? Yeah, she took a very, okay. very, very, very long time to choose. Well, it... You, you kind of can see... Like, I, I can't imagine that she didn't, or maybe maybe this is proof that she didn't, Think ahead to who am I going to, if my name is the, if my face is the one that goes on the wheel, who do I want to lip sync against? Mm -hmm. And planning for that ahead of time. I remember the, and I know that you went the year with Trinity where Trinity was picked and she picked Peppermint and it felt like it was very quick. 
when mm-hmm. she decided to pick it was fairly Peppermint. quick. Yeah. Right. So I can't imagine that being all right. So if I, if I pick, this is who I'm going to go against weighing the pros and cons of who to go against in the strategy of that. Mm-hmm. She looked complete. Well, she looked from that moment on, she looked either lost or defeated for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if her mind went blank. I don't know what it was, but I think that everybody was expecting, and by everybody, I mean me, was expecting to finally see the Silky versus Evie that we were pretty much promised and gearing up to the whole season. I also think it would have made sense to go against Akiria because going into this, they knew that Brooke and Evie were the two strongest competitors. Mm -hmm. So if she went against Akiria, there was at least a chance she would be top two. Mm -hmm. Because then, you know, unless there was going to be some sort of fuckery from last year where Eureka and Aquaria both were in the top two, where they did a tie, it was going to be where she would at least take out one of the two strongest competitors. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she picked Brooke made absolutely no sense to me. If I had to guess, the logic is... I don't think she wanted, this is my, I mean, no one knows, right? Like I said, she took mm-hmm. a very, very, very long time. Very, very long time. If you think like what's longer, very, a minute, two minutes, five minutes? Under two, more than one. Okay. Okay. There's a, a, a listener, I don't know if he's in the chat room right now, named like uh, Sudi Sud. I don't know if he's weighing in on this because he was there as well. And so was Life of Bree. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if they're weighing in. But it was more than a minute, less than two. Long time. And my logic is I could go against Evie, but Evie and I are friends now, and I don't want to feed into that drama. Okay? I'm okay. not going to go against Akaria because she's my dream girl sister. So who do I have the least stakes with? It's Brooke. But then going into that, knowing that Brooke was always a strong competitor for lip syncs, so that maybe that's why she was defeated. Like She just sort of realized that she painted herself into a corner at that point well i think but also if you, she's standing there right if you look at brooke it doesn't look like she has any reveals and she's looking at evie and evie looks like she has a ton of reveals which is funny because evie had no reveals and brooke yeah. had you know a reveal about the that she wasn't really wearing heels so um i think that was maybe that was also a thing there too you know, where she was like, well, it looks like there's a lot of reveals on this one. So I'm going to go with the person who doesn't look to have any reveals. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the only, that's the only uh, assumption I could make there. So, so did get- people look surprised when she said Brooke or did, were people like, what, what was the, I mean, I know the reaction is everybody cheered, but did it like sometimes when somebody does something like, again, when a kid yells being fat, and mm-hmm. everybody gasps when mm-hmm. she said Brooke, did people sort of be like, what? Like, you know, it, was there confusion? Was there excitement? Was there it was no blood one really, in the water? No one, no one really talked about it. They just all cheered when she chose somebody. It was very tense in the room because I guess it took a long time. So you, like, you could literally hear a pin drop as Silky sat there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and also, here's a weird thing, too, is once they make the choice, okay, once she makes a choice and, and they bring the box out and they choose, there's... Not a super long time, but much, long, much, much, much longer than you see on TV. They, they, they literally stop filming and they get into position. I would say there's a good five minutes, maybe at least, between 
choosing the song and them getting in position. Like everything you see is very far apart. Like even from when, so like when RuPaul said, so she's chosen and they go, okay, we're going to do this. Then there's like a good five to 10 minute break. And then they get into position and because they have to get a chair ready for Ru and the whole thing, right? So then, yeah. then they go, then they go assume the position and they, they film it if it just happened. And then she walks forward. Then there's another, I would say, two to five minute break while Rue actually walks down the stairs and gets into the seat. Okay. So there's a lot of time. The reason I bring that up is on the sidelines, and this was very sad. While they're doing that, you know, the girls, and this is what's so fascinating about going to the finale live, is you don't see this on television. The girls are in their own head. And as an audience member, you get to see them going through the process before they do it. Does that make sense? Like running their their lyrics, doing little fake practice moves, you know, and then, but Silky went off to sort of a dark part of the stage and prayed. Like had her hands together, clasped up, looking at Jesus in the sky and was praying the whole time until they told her to get in position, you know, and it made it so sad. Now, at this point, the kid, the chubby kid in front of me, makes a revelation to everyone around us. So, the lip sync happened. We know what what happened, right? Silky loses. What Uh we knew, the little chubby kid in front of me, which you could see him in the picture, by the way. Silky's nephew? Oh. So when Silky is told sashay away, he starts crying. And okay. the, the person with him is comforting him and everyone in the audience is comforting him. Even Jesus Christ, he just didn't do anything. But everyone's like, oh, we're so sorry. And he was just like, he took it harder than Silky. Yeah. So, yeah. that So when you look at that picture, Taylor, that's Silky's nephew right in front of me. Um, okay. Yeah. So that was the big revelation there. Now, okay, so now we've seen Silky, we've seen Evie, Evie um, uh, no, I'm sorry, Silky and Brooke. Any thoughts on the actual lip sync? Did, 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 did well, it mean okay, it, it, it makes sense then watching Silky's performance because Silky is, Silky just looks terrified through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do appreciate the reveal uh, because I really, th- I really didn't understand the chains on the end of the. I didn't realize the chains were attached to mm-hmm. little things that she could rip off, and then they were on point. Yeah, um, she was on point. But there was part of me that I was like, really, we're going to be on point again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it just felt. I mean, granted, she's definitely she had a couple of different moves as far as when she did the handstand and a couple of other things, but it she definitely kind of blew silky out of the water not because it was a great performance but i think it was just because silky's performance was so subpar Mm -hmm. you know one thing that especially from early on in untucked where she ripped off the one thing and said you know bitch i was ready i feel like she's going to go down unfortunately as a disappointing queen Mm -hmm. not personality but because the two times we saw her lip sync she wasn't good in either one and she's somebody who kept talking about when we saw her go against Nina. But what about you? Oh, Silky, you're talking about. Oh, sorry, Silky. Sorry. No, not Brooke. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Silky, I feel like the two times we saw her lip sync, she was not a great lip syncer. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those where you almost 
because we've heard that she is an amazing lip syncer when she's in bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's that noise? <laughs> that my husband sneezing in the other oh. room. So I would. I feel like that would be the one reason she would want to come back for an All Stars four. Would oh, be to kind of sure that redemption of uh, redemption, as it were, mm-hmm. of having just an amazing, amazing lip sync at some point. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on now to the next lip sync, which is Evie Oddly versus Akuria. Now, uh, your thoughts here on this lip sync? It was to the the first one was to SOS. No, the first one was to Bootylicious. Uh, Bootylicious. And then the next, they were doing, then they did SOS. So and what, when they said SOS, I went, ooh, that's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what were your thoughts on uh, the lip sync between Evie Ali and Akuria? Um, I, I kind of, it was very clear early on it was Evie's to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, Akuria seemed to me very low energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looked angry. She looked angry from like the time that they came out till when she, when she was lip syncing and i know that she had like the one reveal of where she had on the one like this the glitter wig underneath mm-hmm. the one wig she was wearing mm-hmm. but it just didn't seem like she was it's it's felt like she gave up mm-hmm. and she was just sort of going through the motions cuz she knew that it was evie's to evie's to win mm-hmm. and i thought evie's performance was good it was it was it was it was good um the one thing that I think that Evie did was because I was concerned about the outfit and I kept waiting for there to be like you talked about, like we, we assumed Silky was doing, you kept waiting for the reveal because it just looked so awkward Mm -hmm. to wear. And it was just, but I mean, I think that hers was all about faceography Mm -hmm. and hers was all of the weird looks that she was doing and the things she was doing with her face and stuff like that. That's kind of what sold, sold the, sold the look, sold the performance for me. Mm -hmm. But between the two, between the two lip syncs, I would say I probably enjoyed the first one more than the second one. Yeah, I could see that. But it was, you know, Evie, Evie definitely had the, the loser, losing person, I feel Akira. Silky did better than Akiria, but Silky's oh, was not very good. Oh, so yeah. you thought Silky did better than Akiria? I thought Silky did better than Akiria, just in that there was slightly more energy. I didn't say it was a good performance. It just felt like she was just ripping wig after wig after wig off. But it wasn't. Because there are it, some people it, out there who feel like Akaria won that lip sync. What do you say to that? Akaria gave a lip sync that was. It was a good lip sync. It was a good lip sync for a Saturday night mm-hmm. at any bar mm-hmm. in any major metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. It was not something that I feel as though was to the level of what you would see on a finale of Drag Race. Yeah. I know that we have – we. W- I feel like the Sasha Velour rose petal reveal is the, is the bar to which we will hold all other performances. And I think that it's not necessarily fair to do that because I think short of, short of a queen lighting herself on fire on the stage, I can't imagine anything that they could do that would allow that – would, that would go above – the Sasha, I keep wanting to say Sasha Bell, but Sasha Velour performance. Sasha Bell is the one that cracked the code. Now, let me ask you this question: uh, Did did Rube Paul choose correctly? Should it should it have been Brooke versus Evie in the final lip sync? Yes. Of the crown? Okay. Yes. 
So, okay, so let's move on here. So here's an interesting thing. Now, in years past, ever since they've done the lip sync for The Crown, they've always done this, is once they film the two lip syncs, right, the preliminary round, they mm-hmm. do this thing where then they turn the cameras onto the audience because they have to film RuPaul reacting, but they mm-hmm. also want to film audience reactions to the lip syncs. And so what they've done in the past is that they have two usually cute crew members come out and re- they'll play the lip syncs again and they'll have the crew uh, reenact the lip syncs, okay? Mm-hmm. Just so that they can get an audience reaction following their eyes, RuPaul reacting, yada, 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 okay? Yeah. And that's always the thing that they do. This year, and I, they should do this every single year, it was amazing. They didn't have two crew members. They got Eureka and Kennedy to come on <laughs> stage and lip sync the uh, the to the songs. I almost said the house down boots, but I didn't want to do it. And it was so <laughs> funny because they really gave it 100%. And you were like, oh, these queens, this season, I actually thought this, this season doesn't really have any stars like this. Yeah. Because say what you will about season 10, Eureka was kind of a star. You couldn't take your eyes off of her. Whether you hated her or loved her, you couldn't take your eyes off Eureka. And yeah. as we know, Kennedy's a star as well. And so when they were doing the same lip syncs, you know, when they weren't doing reveals. They were just literally lip syncing the way they do at the club. You were like, oh, they're so much better. They're so much better than Akira and Eve and and Silky and Brooke. Like, they didn't do much. They were just lip syncing. And you're like, oh, they're so fucking good. And the audience was going crazy. And it was so funny. And it was fantastic. And so that was a little bit of a gem. That Hopefully, maybe they'll show them on uh, VH1 or something, on the YouTube or something. But it was fantastic. It was great. And it was, it was a pleasure to watch that. Um, and then there is a long pause. Now, also, now let's move on. So after they do that, they do the crowning for Miss Congeniality. Any wait, thoughts? Wait, yes. I want to go back. I want to go back. Do you think that the reason why, as you were there watching watching the two performances, particularly, she says Rue says to Brooke versus Silky, that was a this is a close one. Do you think that she said that because of Silky? Do you think she said that to kind of because clearly Silky has been a teacher's pet mm-hmm. for this entire season? Do you think that she said that to kind of? Um, soothe or not placate, placate's the wrong word, but just to help her to help um, lessen the blow. Yeah, maybe. I don't doubt it. Cause I think if I remember correctly during, we didn't see this during Silky's uh, interview. I think she got emotional if I'm not mistaken. Okay. We may not have seen it, but I think she got emotional. Well, uh, one thing that I noticed was when they, when they left the stage, Silky and her left the stage together I guess to either go on a commercial break or I feel like that's when she was introducing Christine and the yeah. Queens. Mm-hmm. She held Silky's hand. Mm-hmm. Silky well, and her was, held hands as they walked off Akira? stage. I don't know if she did it with Akiri, but she definitely did it with Silky. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I saw that she walked off stage for the, yeah, the, for the Christine and the Queens thing. It could have been Silky. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So then they crown Miss Congeniality. We bring out Monet Exchange first. Uh, who looked amazing. Yeah, she, she looked beautiful. And then they bring out Monet Exchange. They talk to her. She's funny. She gets some laughs. No big tea from seeing her there. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the Miss Congeniality win? Oh, really quickly, it took a while to get to Miss Congeniality because Soju's dress fell apart. And so they had a, there was this weird looking, like, uh, this person, I don't know if it was a man or woman or what, what gender she identifies with or he identifies with, what, what gender they identify with. 
Yeah. Was dressed like very sharp angled blonde hair in like this weird, almost like military outfit. And I'd seen this person walking around the whole time. It was the person was so striking that you had to notice they, them, you know? Yeah. So all of a sudden, they walked, they ran on stage and took Soju backstage and fixed the dress, but we had to wait while that happened. I guess, so I guess this person was like an emergency fashion person that was sitting in the audience. So uh, anyway, so that took a while. Then we get to Miss Congeniality. Your th- I, I could hear you scream from Florida when Nina won <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Well, I mean, I don't think that was a surprise to anybody. I think that she definitely was the, she was the queen of kindness this season. And I think had it been anybody else, with the possible exception of Sugar, mm-hmm. I think it would have been considered an upset for, for Miss congeniality um her reaction of meh was awesome Mm -hmm. it was it was uh definitely fun to watch um and i just love nina west i'm looking forward to seeing more things that she does and what what were your thoughts and then next we see aquaria come out in in an outfit that acid betty has claimed is ripped off of her but aquaria comes out in a phoenix rising type of outfit um uh, on on not on point, but on heels so high and so thin, you couldn't put any kind of weight on them. So she's essentially on point. Yeah. What were your thoughts on this look, and what were your thoughts on Aquaria? I was never a fan of Aquaria last season. Aquaria looked fucking awesome. Aquaria was, you know, again when we talk about returning queens, the the bar much like with Sasha Valor with the lip sync, the bell is always, Vi- the bar is always Violet Tchotchke. Mm-hmm. The, the, where Violet Tchotchke came out where the crown was literally attached to her head. Mm-hmm. Um, was this as great as that? No. But this was an amazing outfit that was ever, I mean, I can't imagine what it looked like in real life, but the detail, like even like where she had like stones, like she stoned the back of her head mm-hmm. and just the makeup and everything that went along with it. She, was incredible and one thing that i also thought for the few seconds that you got to talk to her it was really she was very personable Mm -hmm. whereas i never necessarily saw her as that on her season she always Mm -hmm. seemed very like kind of cold and aloof to me Mm -hmm. whereas i she was she was fun to watch in those moments Mm -hmm. and seemed very very polished very put together um she looked as close to a drag superhero as i think we've ever seen so i loved it for that aesthetic, but I thought she looked beautiful. You know, one of the things, the credit I'll give her, even if you don't really like the outfit so much, is uh, when the camera wasn't on, or she, maybe it wasn't on her, she had a, she was so, the, the heels were so sensitive and whatnot, she was constantly doing like, almost like this little jig the entire time to sign a stand uh-huh. up, which means whenever the camera was on her, she was perfectly still. So if you ever want evidence that drag is pain, you could tell just for her to be stand there and be beautiful and hold the crown and look poised, she that bitch was in pain during that entire time. And it's yeah. and it's not short, by the way, everybody. It's not she's not standing there for a little bit. I mean, she's out there for at least at least forty five minutes, half an hour to forty five minutes on the, on that. So kudos. Whether you whatever you think of the look. That bitch went through some pain to bring you that look. So bravo to Aquaria. So now we get to the final lip sync for The Crown. The song is Edge of Glory by um, uh, Lady Gaga. And I could hear Evan yelling from across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'm going to tell you something here. 
Before we get to your thoughts or anything, and I said this last night on the first response, this is one of the few times that I've ever watched the finale since going to them, and I was surprised at what happened. Because we didn't get the mirror effect in the audience, or at least I didn't from where I was standing. So I, when I saw what was happening, I was like, I was like Oh, holy shit. Is that what was going on during that lip sync? Because, yeah. and this is what I was talking about as opposed to Sugar, Sugar Kane, where Sugar Kane's outfit was meant to bring the house down. Evie's outfit was 100% meant for the camera. It wasn't meant for us. Where the camera is at the same level as she is, and because we're below, we don't really see the effect as much. Maybe people super close who were sitting by RuPaul saw the effect, but that would be really hard too. So I think that was 100% meant for the camera. So when I saw it yesterday, I was like, oh, is that what was going on? Because if you heard my response after, I said that the lip sync was too close to call from what I saw. Uh-huh. Seen it in person, I mean, seen it on television, I'm like, no, that wasn't close at all. Yeah. That wasn't even a, a little bit close. Because yeah. it, it, all the movements she made, everything she did, made 100% sense once I saw it on TV. Taylor, your thoughts? It was theatrical. It was It was definitely something where... You know, one of the reasons that I loved both not only the um, rose petals, but also when Sasha wore the skull over her face for it's not right for her finale Mm -hmm. was she told a story with her face. And it wasn't necessarily all about the huge movements and everything like that. It was all about telling some sort of story. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was just it was all about the face. And I felt like Evie's performance was such that everything that she was doing, all of her movements, all of her, even when she was doing things like bending over backwards and turning around where there's the other head and stuff like that, it was she was telling a story and it was all so controlled. Mm-hmm. It was all so every every muscle in her body was deliberate. Mm-hmm. And it was something that we had never seen before. Um, particularly when you consider like when the, when she lip synced to the Demi Lovato song against Brooke, that it was really about the both of them doing like who can do a shablam bigger than the other one and, Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff compared to Brooke, who, while I loved the idea of the thing where it says reveals and she, they did show for a split second on the back of her outfit where it says, here comes the reveal. Yeah. But it was also one of those that, again, the editing is such that it was so fast. If you weren't paying attention you would have missed it. Yeah. She was, she looked like she was flailing around compared to Evie. And I feel like a lot of the moves, it reminded me of. Can I when, guess? What? Kenya Michaels and Latrice. Well, I was going to say that at one point, but yes and no. But what I was going to say is, do you remember in season five when the first time Detox did the thing with her jaw to take me home by Cher? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the next time that she had the lip sync, she did it again and point because Michelle had such a big reaction to it. She did it again and pointed at Michelle and Michelle had stink face Mm -hmm. because she was doing the same thing again. Brooke was doing the exact same moves that she did during her lip sync against so it was something we'd already seen before, mm-hmm. and it was something that we weren't going to be as impressed by it, especially when you have somebody compared to her that is doing this very controlled, methodical, deliberate movement. About 30 seconds in, I turned to my husband and said, Evie won. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Are you, do you think so? I said, yeah, e- Evie won this. E- Evie won this 
I can't imagine a world in which she doesn't win mm-hmm. unless something happens. And she did it all without any sort of reveal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was the head, but I mean, you were kind of expecting at some point for the for the dress or the bodice or something to be ripped off, mm-hmm. and it never was. It was it, th- this was proof of that you don't need a reveal. You don't need butterflies. You don't need rose petals to give an amazing performance. You don't need a death drop. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything like that in order to do an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. I have seen lots of things on social media where people seem to be convinced that Brooke should have won. Oh, really? that lip sync. Yeah. It's and it's, it's a certain subset of fans <laughs> that seem to be focused on that. And it's, I, I don't, get it unless you just have this just complete undying love for a queen Mm -hmm. and it kills you you know i remember last year i wasn't necessarily thrilled that aquaria won Mm -hmm. i really kind of as much as she had problems i was kind of rooting for eureka Mm -hmm. and i really kind of thought eureka was going to win but i also looking back at that while i don't necessarily agree with the results of the lip sync i can see why aquaria won yeah. And the things that I'm seeing are people are like, I don't understand how we could have won that. And I don't get it. Well, you know, a lot of the, the, the debate that I've seen online about Evie's win is not necessarily that Evie didn't win the lip sync. I think fr- from what I've seen, it's been 100% everyone agrees that Evie won the lip sync against Brooke. What the anger you're seeing is, well, I guess that the competition doesn't matter. I guess it's really not about track record. It's about uh lip syncs which my answer to that is then if it's about track record then why even have a finale why not just on the last episode just you had the best record yeah well because then there's not that drama but something else that i also no, think, i why? know what i'm saying that's why that's my answer to the people who think it should just be track record yeah yeah where there's just a scoreboard at the, that yeah changes. if it's just a scoreboard then why even have a finale just so, on the last episode, just be like, oh, well, you had the most points, so. But I also, but I also think about that. You know, you're looking for your. You know, I, I've used the word on brand mm-hmm. a lot this episode, and I think that Rue is looking to her brand as far as who will be a good queen, mm-hmm. who she thinks will be a good queen that will carry the title of the next drag superstar, and. When you think about it, yes, Brooke had the most points. Mm -hmm. So Brooke might have won the most challenges, but I kind of feel like Evie won the season. Mm -hmm. Because we saw a lot of growth Mm -hmm. in Evie. And we saw uh, saw changing in her. And we saw her from where she was very angry in the beginning to where she became a more fleshed out character. Mm -hmm. Whereas I felt like Brooke always kind of stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned to you on the phone today that I'm going back and I didn't listen to any of the rumor mills this season. And over the course of this week, I listened to all of them up into the finale because I wanted you to be able to tell me these stories and me to hear them the first time. Mm -hmm. And one thing, so so I'm going back and it's funny listening to you talk about, you know... (laughs) People like, you know, I forget somebody that you talked about that you, uh, the, the silky with the meet the queens. You're like, oh, she seems fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. Um, but you talk about at one point the challenges that people seem to have with Evie compared to the Vixen from last season. Mm-hmm. And that Evie kind of would sort of pop off on things, but she's getting a pass, whereas the Vixen didn't. And I think part of the reason now watching the season as a whole, I think part of the reason for that is that. We didn't see growth with the Vixen. I feel like we saw growth and we saw humility and we saw the ability to discuss things with Evie and we saw her learn 
Whereas I feel like we didn't see, we never saw that from the Vixen. And I feel like that is why Evie slowly got more of a pass about that over the season, Mm -hmm. because I feel like she was the more interesting one to watch, particularly when you compare this season to Brooke. Brooke was all about perfection and Brooke was all about being, you know, constantly in control. Whereas Evie was kind of a mess. You know, she was, she was a messy queen. Mm-hmm. Even a lot, you know, the Muppet look was kind of a messy look too, but that is, that's who she is. And I feel like she is a more relatable queen than Brooke is. Mm-hmm. I'm curious on your thoughts to that. Um, Versus the Vixen or versus Brooke? Any of it. I think, you know, I do think that the show, that the show does think, you know, two steps ahead. And I wonder if, I do wonder, and I wasn't going to bring this up today. I was going to bring it up on the rumor mill, rumor mill, but I do wonder if there is a, we can't fucking give the crown again to another boring white queen, a la Aquaria, a la, now not that Sasha Velour is necessarily boring in her drag, but isn't the most sparkling TV personality, I don't think, you know? Like, can we do that yet again? And that there was something, and Evie wasn't from New York. I know Brooke's not from New York either, but um, she wasn't from New York. She was she was a person of color, and I actually think speaks to a lot. Actually, believe it or not, you know, people forget that RuPaul, like it or not, has a certain way about her. And I do think, the way you notice that RuPaul stepped in for Evie, I think was a big sign at the reunion. Like, oh, bitch. Like, this chick won. Because the way RuPaul was like, oh, no, 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 no. What Evie is saying is, is you're like, that Evie really resonated with RuPaul. Because I think RuPaul has a sort of a similar kind of personality. You know, and so I think. Well, not only does she have a similar personality, when you go back and look at old, early drag RuPaul, mm-hmm. RuPaul was more punk yeah. than anything else. Yeah. And Evie, of all of the queens that were there, was the most punk queen. Yeah. We're a tall, thin, black, punk queen so much like we have talked about other um queens where she's seen a little bit of herself in them i feel like this is she's seeing a little bit of herself in evie yeah and i think just from a fan perspective and i know that see the problem is that race really comes into play and i think and i think maybe you were hinting at this or not a lot of people who are really pressed about brooke losing i think i think there's a lot of race problems to it you know and I'm not saying for everybody, you know, she did have the best record going in. But um, uh, I think that this show is very conscious of that. And you just said something right now that I wanted to comment on. What did you just say right now? That Rue was, Ru was very punk early on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and I do think that Rue sees a lot of herself in Evie. And um, I think Brooke comes, I think Brooke came off as a fan. I was saying that. Yes, Brooke was very successful, but she came off as very calculated. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I, it's, it felt like the right choice. I don't know why. It That's did. what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it felt, it felt, I, and I, I said to you, I think I said to you last week during our reunion episode was it felt like going into the final four or that last episode where it was Brooke versus Vanjie, mm-hmm. it felt like Brooke. Brooke was a shoe in like we were all just going to like have to wait two weeks to watch Brooke at the crown. And then I feel like on social media, 
you kind of felt this turn to where it felt like where suddenly it was all about Evie and Evie mm-hmm. was getting all of the love and Evie was Evie speaks to the kids that I feel like Sharon spoke to mm-hmm. and Jinx spoke to particularly mm-hmm. of where the kids that were kind of the outliers yeah. and the kids that get angry and they just like lash out mm-hmm. um, and I think that Rue picked Evie you know, I mean, you can talk about race and, and, and that kind of thing, but I feel like she's the one, like, she's the one that kids are going to want to follow because they want to, they want to see Evie's art mm-hmm. and Evie is an intra has interesting, has interesting, you know, right or wrong has interesting, t- you know, thoughts on different platforms and mm-hmm. different things of style and stuff like that. Whereas I feel like Brooke, everything is going to be, Evie's the type of person that will just throw out a tweet. Whereas Brooke, Brooke's the type of person that would put, that would erase and retype the tweet 15 times. Yeah. Well, also remember uh, that I think that there was a already, uh, uh, an arc set in in the very early episodes when Raja said this. An ugly girl can never come for a pretty girl. Yeah. You know? And this that she's talking about Evie. Yeah. You know? And Evie just won the whole fucking thing. You know? And there is sort of a Cinderella story about that. And I, I think it was a right choice. I think it was a very, very good choice. As boring as this season was, here's my prediction. As boring as this season was, as boring as this cast was, everything, I actually really feel Evie's going to be either a transformative queen or a very important queen and a very good queen for the show. It's very strange. Boring season, boring queens, but I think she'll be an important queen that will, that we will be important for the, the, the show moving forward. Thank okay. You. Now, one thing I do want to say is, you know, um, there was sort of an early sign at the taping of the finale that uh evie was going to win because if you don't know this now it, it's pretty well known uh that they t- they tape both winners so they tape brooke winning and they taped evie winning and when they tape and they do it in alphabetical order so brooke went first and she just made some sort of queen of the north comment and then walked watched up and down the runway right but when evie first did it um when she did her take she said something about like she was gonna go eat a baby or something like that right <laughs> something like that. Oh, you knew about this, Taylor? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. She says something about, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, like, Rue's like, what are you going to go do now? She's like, I'm going to go eat a baby or something like that, right? <laughs> and then they were like, whatever. And then they did the whole thing, right? The whole, like, who do you, like, the whole. In yeah. the dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 that whole da, da, da. spiel, which lasts forever. And then RuPaul says to the audience, well, guys, thank you so much for coming. Goodbye. And then you hear over the, nope. Um, everybody stay in your seats. We still need you. And then they were like. We need you to retape what you said. You cannot say on VH1 that you're going to go eat a baby. <laughs> so then all they didn't do the whole ending. They just taped literally a very tight shot of RuPaul <coughs> asking Evie, you know, now that she's won, what is she going to do? And then she said, whatever, let your freak flag fly kind of yeah. thing. And so they had to retape it. So the fact that they made him retape it well, to us was a sign Oh, she might win, or she's gonna win. Because yeah. if if they didn't think she was gonna win, they would have had to retape and keep the whole audience there, or keep RuPaul who wanted to go home. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Well, that said, Taylor, do you have any final thoughts on the entire season, on the finale? Any final thoughts before we lose you for a, a quite a while, actually? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a while. I, I'll pop in every once in a while. I'm sure where? you'll have something where you, 
on here. If you have oh, a sh- you got 19 shows, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that at some point you'll say you want to come on to talk about mm. something. Um, it's been, it's, it's been, I, I enjoy you. I enjoy doing the show with you. Mm-hmm. This season has been tough to watch. I, I'm not going to lie. It's not been, it's not been as fun of a season as I was hoping. And I don't know if that's fatigue from all stars or what, but I, I, I want, I want when we do season 12, I want season 12 to be so much fun and so full of life and so much where I, where I want to do first response with you, where I want to say, you know, let's, let's get, let's get on the air right now. And let's, let's talk about the talk about the show. Um, you know, I, I love you and I love our, I love our audience and I'm, I'm, I, while I am looking forward to my time getting shit done on Friday afternoons now, having Friday afternoons to myself, I, w- I will miss some, some, some of the stuff that we do. I feel like I'm dying. I'm not really dying. The thing at the CAT scan earlier, that one, mm-hmm. everything will be fine. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we'll, everyone, you're going to still hear Taylor uh, later on in, uh, in, you know, on um, season six. It's Taylor from two years ago. But uh, pre-cancer, Taylor. Yeah. But, uh, no, but, I had cancer. I just didn't know. It. <laughs> yeah. She didn't know she had cancer, and uh, so you're gonna hear that. But uh, but yeah, for Taylor, the, these new shows, it's gonna be a while until season twelve comes on. Now, now before we go, um, once again, I said this at the top of the show. I'm gonna say it again. Don't go anywhere. Don't unsubscribe. You don't need to do that. Next week, you're gonna get the rumor mill. You're gonna get. Episode one of of RuPaul's Drag Race season six, RuPaul's big opening part one, and it's going to be Taylor the Latte Boy and Joe Batanz from two years ago, and then you're going to have me with new episodes with the Rumor Mill with Evan Ayers and Jamila Zara and Jorge Munoz, and it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun. By the way, Taylor, you should know this: we had a contest about who could spot Joe Batanz. We already have the winners. Now, I'm going to tell you that I said that there would be one winner from the free side and one winner from the Patreon side. There are three winners. I'll tell you why. Because um, there was this person, Sweaty Betty, who... <laughs> she, oh, was that about to be by my mom? Anyway, Sweaty <laughs> Betty, who... So I put it out there. I saw myself on the show, Okay. And when I did, I was like, oh, there I am. It's so hard to spot me. I, I challenge anyone to spot me, right? Sweaty Betty on the Patreon side was the first one who spotted me right away, but spotted me at a point I didn't see with uh, well, the picture I sent you with um, this uh, uh, Love Connie, right? Yeah. On the free side, we had a person, um, this person named Holly, right? She was the first person to see me. She saw the same thing. Holly saw me with Love Connie. So we have the free side, Holly wins. We have Sweaty Betty, Sweaty Betty wins on the Patreon side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's this other thing, though. This other guy, Dean, he messages me right after Holly. And this is why he's going to win, too. He saw the original one that I did. Where it's when the, when you know, when the male dancers came down the, came down the aisle mm-hmm. he saw me be- which is so hard i don't know how he saw it 
he saw I don't see me. how you were just in those white pants and no shirt running down with them. <laughs> you yeah, were I know, the that was me. So he saw that. So because he's the only one who saw me in that shot, he's going to win the prize package too. So nice. Dean, Holly, Sweaty Betty, Sweaty Betty's already given me her address, but Dean and Holly, send your address where I can mail the stuff to dragracerecap at gmail.com and I will send you that merch prize package and you guys will get that. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this season of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11. Be sure to join us next week and every week as I continue to... Oh, no, Taylor and I continue to discuss, yeah. dissect, and deconstruct Do you RuPaul's- have nothing nice to say to me? No. RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah. The nice thing I had to say to you lands in your PayPal on the 6th of every month. Um, Aww, as, wow. <laughs> as Taylor wow. and I continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6. Also, be sure to tune into the rumor mill with myself, Jamila Zara, Evan Ayers, and Jorge Munoz as we discuss all the drama from the world of drag and gay pop culture. Until then, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, Sashay Away. Until season six? Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drag Race Recap. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drag race recap. For bonus content and to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash drag race recap. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Twitter and Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can also find other Afterthought Media shows like Hello Uglies at HelloUglies.com and Catching Up at CatchingUpPodcast.com. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media production. I feel I feel badly that I didn't say anything nice about you. It's I'm just busting your balls. Okay, everyone should know I really enjoyed doing the show with Taylor. You know, Taylor, I consider him to be the co-host of the of the show, and um, and so it's going to be very sad. It'll be difficult. We will soldier on, and um, but we'll be fine. You know, we'll we'll be fine. But Taylor, I you know, <sighs> I couldn't go. <laughs> What's wrong? I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. What do you mean? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You uh, you couldn't let me go. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're going to play that fucking song. <laughs> what song? What are you, Taylor, I haven't even said anything. Uh, you're going to play that song from Coco. I, <laughs> I'm watching you type. <laughs> no, I, I'm just typing. I'm typing in the chat room. What are you talking about? I'm just in the chat room. I don't know what's going on. And if suddenly guitar music plays in the background, I don't know. You're crazy. <laughs> Remember. <laughs>
Though I have to say goodbye, remember <sighs> Let it make you cry For even if I'm far away I hold you in my heart I sing a secret song to you Each night we are apart <laughs> Remember Another show, remember me. Your fat pig friend, Joe. <laughs> know that I am with you the only way that I can be. Until you're in my arms again. Remember me. Tag that on to the end of um, of the, um, of the. I think you should. I think you absolutely should.